0: Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Are so special. Do you want me to do you want me to tell you do you want me to share some, some something in the next 20, 25 minutes that will blow your mind? Men and women about women. I, I want to share something that will just rock your world and help you men understand why you don't understand the woman in your life. And this is for you, young man, if you're, you know, still footloose, fancy free. this, This will help you understand this information, this revelation knowledge. It will help you understand the magnificence of women, the complication of women, the dichotomy of women. Sylvia knows that word. The 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 just help me feel cancer. Just a just a position. Is that it? Close. Yeah. It's 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 you think you got it, but now it's got it's moving. It's tangible. It's it's vacillating. It's 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 not. Let me just share you some stuff about women. And this is why we love the gospel. You're an expert. Five, in my house. <laughs> five women in my house. Uh, I should have said that. We got married and we had four daughters. And Evan is very happy about that. Garth Ball, who's in Nairobi right now. And my daughter, uh, Jamie, here is uh, only nine weeks to go before she goes and Garth is in Nairobi right now trying to find accommodation that is, um, that is good for, for my daughter. And uh, uh, lots of security and uh, comfort. And uh, we want that, don't we? And um, it's all good, Jamie. <laughs> but this is why you're going. Now, now this is going to help you. This is going to help my daughter, Jamie. Uh, it's all about the gospel bringing equality to women. And whether we like it or not, there's a lot of equality for women. We can say that there is, but there's still a great plight on the planet, especially in nations, especially probably in Africa, where women are not honored as they should be. So I'm a great defender of women. I love women, personally. And I'm a great defender of them. And I love what Jesus did in giving them dignity, self-worth, and high respect. I love that. Let me state something to you just to help you, and then I want to go into something. And trust me, men and women, it's going to blow your mind. I've got to move fast. My time is limited, and uh, so let me begin. This is a statement. I've stated this once before some years ago. I will state it again because I think it's quite powerful. So Mother's Day, celebration of uh, women that give, that nurture life. This is some amazing stuff, just this whole statement here. It was unheard of for a rabbi to be attended by women, but Jesus included them in his itinerant ministry, and they supported him. A woman was involved in prophesying over him at his consecration in the temple. A woman was involved in his first miracle. The woman was the first to see the resurrected Lord and the first to carry the message of his victory over death. The disciples had heard Jesus use women to illustrate God and as examples in his parables' teaching. It is not surprising then that the first convert in Europe was Lydia, or the first known person to be baptized with the Holy Spirit in modern times was a woman, Agnes Osman, or that the first Pentecostal church in Australia was established by a woman, Janet Lancaster. Thank you, Janet. Paul declares that all the social and spiritual barriers have been removed in Christ. His letter to the Galatians makes it clear that in the ministry of the church there is not exclusive role for men. At home, yes, because men are supposed to be the priests, you know, protecting and providing and look after the house. Leadership, not so. In Christ there is neither male or female, or slave or free men. Galatians 3 The Bible is one of the most important means by which a woman's identity and her place in society should be defined. The Creator presented His perfect plan, but Satan used his wiles through a woman to bring sin into the world. God countered this satanic attack by using a woman to give birth to the Savior, the one who we worship this morning, who would provide redemption. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus did not hesitate to teach women and to see them in parables and illustrations. Women were present at the crucifixion, Luke 23, 49. They prepared the Lord's body for burial, Luke 23, 56. They were first at the tomb on resurrection morning, Luke 24, verse 1. They were the first to bear testimony to the resurrection, Luke 24, verse 9. Their faith and prayers were vital to the growth of the early church. Romans sixteen verse one. Everywhere Christianity has gone, the status the status of women has improved, and the saints say, "Amen." That's why we love the gospel. That's why we need the gospel in all parts of the world. This is uh, this next part of the uh, the message. I salute and uh, honor uh, the apostle, uh, teacher, uh, and who since, through a tragic accident about four months ago, uh, his plane was landing in the Bahamas and hit a crane jib and took out the whole plane, took out some of his team out of his church, his wife, uh, I think one of his own children. Uh, Miles Munro, this is the wisdom of This next segment of the message is from Miles Monroe. Anyone ever heard of him? Miles Monroe. So, an amazing teacher, fascinating uh, information and revelation he comes up with. Amazing. Let me just state some things that he declares. It's going to help you guys, it's going to help all of us. I need to just clarify a couple, I need to just put things in perspective especially for like Garth and Jamie going over to Nairobi where some of these things are still very uh, embedded into the society. It's the culture, by the way, and the tradition that reinforces a lot of what women are. They get a lot of their identity from what culture says and tradition says. This is where we've got to be very careful. We've got to be very careful that our women are nurtured by the word of God and they are standing up in the truth of who they are. Many women are still struggling to discover who they are and where they stand today in the family, in the community, and in the world. In some nations, there are issues of devaluing women, even being extremely vulnerable. I will, there will be a lighter point to this. I'll get a little bit lighter, but I need to factor this in. This is real stuff. In some nations, there are issues of devaluing women even being extremely vulnerable emotionally, physically, and spiritually. In fact, the issues they face is overwhelming. You've probably seen that and know that to be true. We're talking about juggling careers and family. Put your hand up if that's you. The United Nations talks about the dignity and the worth of the human person and equal rights of men and women. Discrimination against women still exists everywhere. Is that true? The UN tries to help elimination of all forms of discrimination against women often called the international bill of rights for women the cause of the problem the cause of the problem they target this the culture and tradition influential forces shaping gender roles and family relations so over centuries the world has developed ideas about what it means to be a woman or man promotion through culture and traditions has devalued women in some ways. We may ask the question, what has caused diverse cultures and traditions around the world to misunderstand and devalue women? Why the attitudes seemingly ingrained in people's hearts the world over? Why is that ingrained? Why do we do that? uh, One of my daughters uh, was telling me a story. Uh, The guys were hanging around maybe the campfire or something and she was trying to get their attention to order their meal and this particular person was ignoring Jesse. She says, no guys, serious, I need to take the order. I'm going up the road. But this guy uh, was adhering to a different culture. He was ignoring her and giving her the, I'm telling a story. I'm telling a story to these guys, these men. How dare you? Obviously, inferring the fact, how dare you interrupt me, I'm telling a story. And this went on, and my daughters being who they are, she forced the issue, she said, no, I'm serious, and he he further, in a sort of, not a demonstrative way, but in a quiet way, you're not going to interrupt me. And when she told me that, I was really grieved that that should still happen, that The woman should be subjected to that. The basic problem can be summarized in this way. There's going to be some powerful statements. You, You need to understand it. There are fundamental truths about the inherent makeup of women and men that have been lost to the cultures and traditions of the world as well as the hearts and minds of individual men and women. So we've lost the basic understanding of what who truly women are. The intrinsic value they are in the presence, in the sight of God, who they truly are, we've lost that because of what culture tells us. They have been replaced with distorted views of women and male-female relationships, and these distortions have been promoted through culture and traditions. Because of these lost truths, women and men alike do not understand a woman's nature. Because we've lost these intrinsic understandings of what women are truly like, we have lost the understanding of women's nature, potential, their role, and their unique contribution to the world. Women have been held back even from fulfilling their potential. I mean, in some countries, they're not even allowed to, buy, to, to uh, drive a car. Point, women and men alike must come to know, women and men alike must come to know the women's true nature and purpose if we are to address the plight of women. So this, this matters to men too. Women as well as men must gain new perspectives of themselves since women have largely developed their self-concepts, from cultural traditions shaped by men who did not understand females. Did you get that? One of the main points, and if you don't know how something is meant to function, statement, if you don't know how does, how something is meant to function, you will misuse or abuse it. If you don't know how something is meant to function, you will misuse or abuse it. Women have been misunderstood, misinterpreted, manipulated for thousands of years. Just insisting that women be treated right will not change the false views of males and females that are ingrained in many men and women. People lack basic understanding of the women's nature. And whatever this lack of understanding exists, and wherever this lack of uh, understanding exists, there will always be the misuse and abuse of women. Therefore, we do not only need to affirm the worth of women, but we also need to lay new groundwork and understanding who a woman is and how she should be viewed and treated. And on that note, we want to honor any really women's conference, but especially color conference. C3 have their own women's conference, which they do brilliantly also. Um, repeated resolutions from the United Nations won't change hearts. We must look beyond the culture and rediscover intrinsic truths about the nature of women and men. We must understand the inherent nature of women and the implications of that nature. Then we can address her particular issues. We need to see ourselves as God sees us, the cause of the conflict. When we don't understand and appreciate our God-given differences, we will inevitably be in conflict. If the female doesn't understand why she is the way she is, and the male doesn't understand why he is the way he is, then three kinds of conflicts will occur. Here are the three kinds of conflicts that do occur. Women won't be able to successfully get along with other women. Men won't be able to successfully get along with other men. And we know that to be true. Try have a men's conference. Very hard. And women and men won't be able to successfully get along with each other. Women and men will not be able to successfully get along with each other. There's an analogy that um, I wouldn't use it, uh, but, but Miles uses it. He talks about this getting married seems effortless, like buying a new car. You drive it home, you admire it, drive it around, a full tank of petrol that the dealer gives you. And similar, it's, he says it's similar to getting married. You step, step across the threshold and enjoy the honeymoon period. However, buying a car is one thing, Operate and maintaining it is something else. Likewise, getting married is one thing while maintaining and growing in the relationship is another. A car is meant to benefit you, he says, to help your transportation needs. However, you must understand the needs of the car because there will come a time when that gas tank will not be filled. There will come a time when the car will need an oil change. There will come a time when the car will need repairs. If you don't know the needs of the car, you'll say, what's wrong with this crazy car? Come on, car. You've been running for the last month. What is wrong with you? And at that same time, while you're swearing at the car, the car is just sitting there wanting to serve you, but it can't. Yet it can't because you don't know its needs and not attending to them. So you think the car's thirsty. So you your, your obvious first default is if the car's thirsty, when I'm thirsty, I take water, I drink water. Well, here's, and if you were to pour water in that gas tank and then the car was to suck that water into the carburetor system, that's not going to be great. And actually, we do the same thing, men, by trying to satisfy the needs of our wives. We think, well, what do I need? She may need that. And oftentimes, it's not what they need They need something entirely different. In this case, the car needed real fuel, real oil. What has been happening in relationships, so your needs are not the same as your car needs. Men, your needs are not the same as your wife's needs. What has been happening in relationships between males and females is that we have, in a sense, been putting water in the gas tank. We've been trying to function without understanding or addressing the other individual's needs. We have been trying to operate based on only what we need. That's why many relationships are in a standstill. That's why why there has been so much misunderstanding and conflict between men and women throughout history. We assume that a man needs what a woman needs and a woman needs what a man needs. In many ways, this is not the case. The differences are so great, it would astound you. God's purpose... Nobody knows how something is supposed to function better than its maker. Can I suggest to you that the best way for us to make progress in the relationship between men and women is to go back to the beginning, to see what was in the mind and the heart of the creator when he made humanity. Knowing our original design and inherent makeup is the only way to bring about lasting, positive change in the way men and women interact with one another in all the realms of life. He says, I'm persuaded and un- I'm persuaded that understanding and living in God's original purpose is crucial to restoring right relationships between men and women. I'll say that again. I'm persuaded that understanding and living in God's original purpose is crucial to restoring right relationships between men and women. Proverbs 19:21. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose, say purpose, purpose that prevail. God is a God of purpose, and everything he made in this life, including men and women, has a purpose. We can fight against his purpose, but if we do, we will be unfulfilled and frustrated. He made us the way we are for his purposes and for our benefit. Powerful statement here the purpose of something determines its nature or design. The nature or design of something determines its needs. The nature of the woman must be understood in light of a purpose, and her needs must be understood in light of her nature. Otherwise, she will be unable to fulfill the purpose for which she was created. So you've heard the statement, uh, a woman's place is in the Uh, You don't really hear that said much, but yes, it is in the home. Yes, it is in business, education, and the government, but ultimately, a woman's place is in the presence of God. Amen? The most important thing we can find out about ourselves and others is the purpose of our existence. The sad consequence of man and woman misunderstanding each other is that when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable and we've had enough of that. Let me just quote lastly, just to finish it off. This goes into the rest of my line-by-line teaching, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to quote some things as I pick them up. Women are delicate. Uh, She was born to help uh, the man accomplish his visions, dreams, and purposes. Uh, The woman's delicate in a special way, not a weak way. Um, Women are a life-giver. God created the woman to be able to carry a baby to term and to deliver the baby. He gave her extraordinary capabilities. He built her so that she could do what he had designed her to do. The woman was designed to be able to, and it goes into that, the nature of the woman. Adam named her wife, Genesis 3.20, Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The name Eve is the Hebrew word for shav, shava, and it means life giver. The woman is a life giver. The woman focuses her entire being on creating life. The woman is an incubator by nature. The woman is not limited to carrying a child. You could call her an incubator because her very nature reflects the inclination to develop and to give life to things. Paul talks about the reflection of the spiritual and the physical world. God created the woman. Anyway, it goes into her having a uh, spiritual wo- womb and a, and a physical womb. She receives things into herself, nurtures them until they mature, and then gives them back in a fully developed form. So I say again, women have not only a physical womb, they have a spiritual womb. Many women don't even know that they are blessed with such an awesome purpose. Everything goes back to the purpose and design of God. The woman's nature is to be a receiver. This is great. She receives the seed of a man in order to create a new human life. It's the ability to transform that that was received that makes her an incubator. A womb multiplies, transforms, and creates. When a woman receives an idea and incubates it, it becomes something greater, something bigger, stronger, more dynamic. There's so much of it that she staggers with the weight of it. Whatever you give a woman, she's going to multiply it. If you... Give her sperm, she'll give you a baby. If you give her a house, she'll give you a home. If you give her groceries, she'll give you a meal. If you give her a smile, she'll give you her heart. She multiplies and enlarges what is given her. The creative process of incubation a woman has many creative abilities that can assist her loved ones, herself, and the world and the church. A woman incubates in these main ways. She sees possibilities and potential. She ponders words and actions and relationships between things she processes words ideas and needs and problems she conceives and invents she develops ideas plans and programs she protects what she has received while it develops she produces something new from what she receives she multiplies what she is giving you could say that the woman is an entire research and development department all in one the bible says in romans 4:17 and I'm nearly done In this, she reflects the nature of a creator who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Love this. And I think we're done. Father, we thank you. Firstly, for the womb of this church that produces life and souls. I heard one commentator say, Because the Holy Spirit is in the church, the church has a womb. And when when we plant the seed, when we plant the seed of the word into tender hearts, that womb comes around that life and causes gestation and causes someone to be saved, to come alive in God. I love that. The incubator, the, the womb of the church. Thank you that the womb of this church for all these years has been healthy and life-giving and nurturing and thank you lord god that we're in this house even now and we feel the nurture and the love of the mother heart of god thank you god for mother's day thank you that for the mother heart of god dear god in heaven i thank you for each precious woman of god in this house right now that is under the inspiration of my voice on podcasts, but even here right now, I bless you. I bless you, precious woman. I bless all the precious women to know the love of God and to know the extravagance of God's love over your life. You are a mystery. You are sensitive, but you are strong. You you are weak, but you are strong. You are sensitive. You are complicated. Yes, you, 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 you seem crazy sometimes, but you are magnificent you are magnificent in your in your divine creation of who you are we thank you for the price that you pay by giving your whole life you give your heart your soul your mind your strength to to the to the people to the to the family to your husbands to your children you do that beyond no greater love as a man in this that he would lay down his life for others you do that so brilliantly Women of God, I bless you in C3 Tugra. And I bless that your men would understand you. And I bless men that you would understand your women in your life, your mothers in your life. And I bless you that, that, that the relationship between men and women in this church would flourish and be profound. We would work together. There is equal equality. God made you equality, not because of the United Nations. God made you equal with men. You are not beneath men. You are equal with men. You are a divine... You are divine creation of God and you deserve all the blessings. You deserve all that God gives you. And we dignify you. We bless you. We don't treat you as the culture says we should treat you. You do this. You belong in the kitchen. You you belong, you you know, why are you saying those things? Your voice is not not to be heard in this setting. Your voice is valued in C3 Tugra. Your voice is valued in the kingdom. Your voice is a profound voice, an intuitive voice, a wise voice, an awesome voice, a voice of encouragement, of nurture. We love your voice and we release it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. We need to apologize for not understanding our women. We need to say, God, help us understand these magnificent creations. Jewel in your crown, women, mothers. Happy Mother's Day, church. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. May the gospel set you free. May God set you free. May you be dignified. May you be put on a pedestal as a princess and loved forevermore. Now, listen to me. Hold on, young people. said this morning was profound find a man eventually that will understand how you've been created the purpose for which you've been created unless you find a man who can understand how God has put you together that man will always be at ends with understanding your precious Lord God Find a God-man, find a man who has wisdom to understand you and will save you a lot of heartache. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c 3 telgraorgau We hope to see you at church soon.